0: I think that the people who strive to live the messages of theology of the body are people who are trying to live the love of God as broken human beings, as we are, it's a good thing because through those broken cracks, Christ can shine his light through us.
1: Welcome to the Be Filled Podcast. Together, we will explore the deepest desires of the human heart and how our Creator wants to fulfill your every longing. Join us as we explore the beautiful teaching of St. Pope John Paul II on the theology of the body. We are so excited you're here on the journey with us. Open your heart to be filled. And welcome to this bonus episode of the Be Filled podcast. My name is Rochelle Parker, and today I have a very special guest, my really good friend, Leanna Strauss. Um, Leanna, thank you so much for being here with me today. So happy to be Rochelle. Oh, I'm so glad to. Um, So you're going to recognize obviously her last name. (laughs) She's um, the daughter of Patty Strauss, who's also on the podcast. Um, And, you know, when I started thinking about this podcast, I knew that I really wanted to have people on um, who just have had... um, an important and powerful encounter with theology of the body and with the Lord. And Leanna is definitely one of the first people that I thought about when I was thinking of um who to invite on the show. So um we met I we were trying to remember. It <laughs> exactly. like it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a few years ago, but um I actually got to know her mom, Patty, first. um, And then Leanna and I met each other and we were instant friends. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure. Um, And so we've already been chatting for a while, Mm -hmm. um, which is really, that's just what we do. We talk for. (laughs) a long time usually. Um, But today I just wanted um, Leanna to share a little bit of her journey with the Lord, um, some of her experience with theology of the body. Um, She's actually taken more courses than anyone I know, actually, (laughs) on theology of the body. Um, And also just to share kind of how it's affected her in her life and also how she can see it affecting others in the world and how it's relevant, Mm -hmm. um, in the culture today. So I'm really excited to get into this conversation. Um, but first, maybe if you just want to share a little bit about yourself in general, um, kind of where, um, you are from and where you are now, maybe a little bit about what you're doing right now, that would be wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: So I'm from Springfield, Missouri, of course, because my mom's from here. Um, but right now I'm living in Kansas City and I'm finishing up school. Um, it's my last semester. And then I will be working up there, hopefully, uh, with kids and mental health crisis. Um, that's the dream, at least. We'll see where it goes from there. So I'll start that this coming semester and then keep on going on from there. But that's kind of the life right now, just working in faith, meditating making community, loving people as I can. But
1: yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And we miss you so much here (laughs) in Springfield, but I know that you have an amazing community there in Kansas City, which is a really, really good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I know you have had a lot of, um, just different, really powerful experiences in your life with the Lord. I mean, obviously you grew up, um, in church, um, with your family, but I would just love to hear a little bit about kind of where the Lord has taken you, maybe some, um, important moments in that journey. Um, yeah, just whatever you want, feel led to share with us. That would be great.
0: Yeah. Life has been a a crazy journey for sure. Um, I, Started developing a prayer life when I was very young, uh, right down to I would, I wouldn't sleep on one half of my bed because that was Jesus's spot. I was um, learning uh, redemptive suffering as a kid, and just loving the Lord was a conversation for me throughout the day. And I always wanted to be close to Him. So as a little girl, I asked Him if He would test me and give me things that you know would make me a saint. I you know. Being a saint means certain trials, but the Lord always takes you through. He gives you the strength and the grace to get through those things. He always does because he loves us. So um, when I was around my teenage years, uh, some things happened. that were very difficult in my life, and I lost my faith for a while. And it was difficult because I thought for a little time that God couldn't love me because of the pain I was experiencing, that why would a loving God allow me to go through this. But after a little while, maybe a year, and then uh, even more so than that, he started coming back in my life and showing me how much he loved me that whole time, um, more than I could ever experience. And he was he was there. And the suffering that I experienced was, uh, it was very bonding for me because I realized that he suffered it first on the cross. In my days when I was looking up at the skies and asking when he was and why he had abandoned me. He had been doing the same thing 2,000 years before. And it's like every single pain I've ever gone through, Lord's showed me 100 times more how much he's loved me in that. And it it's made me the person that I am today and I see it as my success story. And um, you know, life doesn't really get easier, but the Lord makes us stronger. And it's, it's meant a lot to me. And so of course I've been through Theology of the Body, which changed my faith a lot. Um, I was an intern with them for six months. And I had been going to a couple of their courses beforehand, but because of that internship, I was, I've been able to go to maybe nine courses at this point, maybe four or five of those have been theology of the body one, but, (laughs) so I've gotten to know that a little bit, um, gotten to know that team. I've had some good intimate relationship with the West family. So I know them, I know the dialogue that goes on behind the courses, you know, it's just very wholesome. Um, I think that the people who strive to live the messages of theology of the body are people who are trying to live the love of God as broken human beings, as we are. And it's a good thing because through those broken cracks, Christ can shine his light through us. Mm -hmm. Um, You learn how beautiful it is to be human, fully human and fully loved at the same time. So... Yeah. That's, right. that's kind of what it's done for me a little bit. And I can go in more detail of, with that if you wanted me to, but yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just,
1: thank you so much for sharing all of that. And, um, I wondered how did you first learn about theology of the body? Like, do you remember <laughs> kind of how you
0: were introduced to it? It was, mandating a guy who knew about theology of the body pretty well. And he introduced me to the West and stuff. Uh, and it was, it was through him at the time, but I learned to make it my own, especially because it had been something that I had been craving for so long. Um, I think that a lot of people think that theology of the body is just a big chastity talk. Um, but to me, and what I realized over time, is it's God coming into the physicality of humanity. It's um, combining that theology and the body. It's that physical part of the body and that, uh, you know, the spiritual side of theology. I think growing up as much of a relationship I had as I had with Christ, there was still an aspect that was separate from my physical life, from my desires. It felt like I needed to shut down desire in order to be with Christ. It felt like I had to be, you know, you can get closer to God if you're perfect, Mm rather than inviting him into all of the brokenness and to show him, here's my desires, Lord. Here's all the things that I want. Here's what I'm doing with those things that are often taking me away from him. But he showed me through this that he created us with desire. And ultimately that desire is supposed to draw us back to him. And he showed me that um, in the grand scheme of things, sin is just when those desires are taken somewhere other than him. And what he wants for us is that when we have those desires if we take them to him they're fulfilled they're fulfilled in a way that we could never even imagine better than we could ever imagine it feels like i'm this kid playing in a dirty puddle thinking it's just the best thing in the world when the ocean is a mile away and all god's Mm -hmm. trying to call me to is come look at the ocean it's more beautiful it's got the waves it's got the sand it's got everything you could ever want but I've told myself I'm content with this muddy puddle because I've never seen the ocean. I have no idea what that can be like. Mm-hmm. So the things that he's um, he's drawn me to him in those desires and that physical part of myself that there's nothing that I can hide from him that he's going to not that he won't love me in, and that's that's become a huge part for me. But I think um, just being a college student and everything and going throughout my life, knowing theology of the body. Um, I've met a lot of people without faith Mm -hmm. that I think need theology of the body more than anything else because they see religion, they see God, they see faith as this thing that you have to do. It's like a responsibility or else you're not going to heaven. It's just people have gotten into the zone that you just have to do the bare minimum so you don't go to hell rather than striving for heaven. Um, even though they want to be around people who are striving for heaven, they want other people who are considerate of people. They want other people who know how to love, who know how to listen, who know how to not have road rage, I guess. (laughs) Um, But they're scared of doing it themselves because they've been shown that it's a lot of work because all they see is the massive road in front of them to get there rather than taking one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm one to talk because... I have, those same, I have that same ideology. I have a hard time looking at that big picture in front of me and saying, how am I supposed to accomplish all of these things? I'm so flawed. I'm so broken. How am I going to get there, Lord? Mm-hmm. And he always responds, Leanna, I have you. I'm with you. I'm walking with you just one step at a time. He calls us his children for a reason. We're not his adults. We're his kids, and he's helping us walk. He's with us along that whole way. He scoops us up when we fall just get up again and keep fighting on so um, I think what I was going back to with being a college student being around people who don't have that faith um, they all have something inside of them that's yearning for Christ and often it's that feeling that need to be loved And if God is love which he said he is then bringing these people into, whether it's just faith or the church, it's going to take loving them as they are first, the way that Christ loves them. Mm-hmm. And when they have that foundation of love to stand on, then they can they can begin writing within themselves what isn't quite right. What, what are they running away from? Why do they constantly seek stimulation through music, through screens, through phones, through games, through... Whatever they're doing that makes their lives very loud, they can't sit still in silence because there's something nagging at them. Mm-hmm. Fulton Sheen will say that's the conscience that gets them, that feeling at night when you're laying in bed alone and you need, need, need. And the Psalms talk about that too, about that crying for the Lord in the night. Mm-hmm. There's something that people need, something that people are looking for, that they haven't found. and Maybe none of us will until we get to heaven but um, they're looking for love, they're looking for Christ. And if he comes to this earth in this form of love, and all of us have that capability of loving, I think that's how we draw people to him and he will do the rest. Um, But yeah, I know that's what I needed in my hardest times was just to be loved and to be seen. And Mm -hmm. I know that I came back to him through other people, um, but him working in their hearts for sure.
1: Right. Absolutely. And yeah, just that what I'm hearing in your story is just that that need to be received fully and loved there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we're able to do that when we encounter other people. um, We're able to give that love back to them as well. And I agree. I mean, that's definitely something I've gotten from Theology of the Body, too, is just that the Lord made us for love. And he made us for intimacy first with him and then with others to have that communion with other people. So um, that is just so beautiful. And it definitely is a powerful lens um, to um, look at the world with and one that I think we desperately need. I mean, I know you've been in college and you really you're encountering this much more than I am on a regular basis. Um, What would you say? that, um, I mean, you're, you're talking about loving people. Well, um, what do you feel like the message of theology of the body could really, um, do for people that are in the culture, in the world? How is it relevant? I guess I would say, um, to those that you encounter kind of on an everyday level.
0: Yeah. I think, um, that thing I was talking about that, God feels so far away because he's just this spiritual thing. I think Mm -hmm. bringing it to them where they are, that they can see it in that physical desire, in in their physical lives, that they're loved, that I think a lot of people, will whether they're in the secular culture or whether they're in the Christian culture, people have difficulty um, punishing themselves for doing the wrong thing, for um, having desires in general because they feel like they lead them astray. And... I think there's a lack of forgiveness for others because there's a lack of forgiveness for ourselves, a lack Mm -hmm. of compassion for ourselves and a lack of compassion for others. Um, the thing about that is we're called to forgive people and we're especially called to forgive those who hurt us. And if we are the biggest punishers of ourselves, then why don't we forgive ourselves for hurting ourselves? Mm -hmm. And what kind of healing can come from that? And once that forgiveness is in place, and you can love yourself, especially as through God loves you. And you can start loving others that way. I think it's really important for people to realize in theology, the body, that they are still good and they were created for good. They were physically created for good. It's not just spirit, it's not just the soul, it's the human being and all of their brokenness and the things that are difficult, the things we don't want God to see. Mm -hmm. and bringing him into all of that. um, It's very important for people to realize that, that they're not alone, that they are loved, and that the things that they're seeking, they're seeking God in some way or another. They're seeking how they are at their natural humanity. They're not just bad for having desires, but why are these desires not fulfilling them? And that has to do with everything we seek, whether that's in addiction, whether that's in even looking for validation and gossip, whether that's protecting our vulnerable side through lying, whatever it might be, we're looking for something beautiful mm-hmm. and we're just taking it to the wrong place. And I think that's a huge thing that theology of the body teaches is that you can still change and that these things are beautiful and you're not just supposed to stop needing of pursuing those things, even if they're physical, where they're meant to be pursued. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: Yes, it does. And it makes me think about, I mean, obviously one of the pieces is that we have um, a God who became a person mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. lived this life in a so body. Crazy. <laughs> and there's no other, I don't think there's any other religion where that's the case, where God becomes a human being. And it shows us how to live a fully integrated whole life. And I do, I feel like maybe people are craving. That You know, like a faith that's really real, you know, mm-hmm. that meets you right where you are. Right. Um, and I think Christianity absolutely does that. We just maybe don't always present it, you yeah. know, in that way. But um, that's something that I love about Theology of the Body is just how it helps you to understand what we were made for, the original exactly. plan, what he came to redeem. Mm-hmm. Um you
0: know, what had been lost. So um, loving ourselves as human beings that were created in um, a very physical love. And that's why God became incarnate. Right. To show us that he would go through it all first so he could be with us Mm -hmm. as a human. He knew exactly every single thing we went through and he would be there for us because he loves us that much.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, So... We are getting ready to launch our second season of the podcast. We've been kind of just warming up our hearts in the first season. And now we're about to actually dive into the text of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. So um, as we're preparing to do that, is there anything that you would say could help someone um, to prepare their hearts to receive this message is there anything like practical that you feel like would be helpful maybe from your experience um, to prepare for that do you have any thoughts about that
0: yeah yeah so there's a few things that I can think about with that Um, one of my favorite prayers is very simple and it's something you can just sit in but um, it's just asking God especially the incarnate Christ uh, to open me and be intimate with me and that opens you up to him and invites him in close. And when you do that, um, to also pray, Lord, see my heart, completely see it, look at it with me. When you look at your heart, is it strangled in thorns? Is it numb? Is it cold? Is it on fire for him? Every part of it, God wants to see, and he Mm -hmm. wants to hold it. And he will do with it what's meant to be done. Um, So I think asking him to see the heart, um, looking at it with Him, being open and intimate with Him, and then trusting that whatever He has in store is is what is probably the best, <laughs> not even probably, it's what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Your deepest desires will be fulfilled in the way that He wants you to be. And that's why He's given us his desi- these desires. He guides us through our desires. Um, so trusting that whatever His plan is for you is better than what you have in store. Mm Um, so yeah, I think that's all that I have is just that prayer and letting go and Mm -hmm. allowing him to see the things you might not want him to see.
1: Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's so, so true. And I think just being ready, well, I guess just open to being surprised maybe (laughs) by what he wants to show you. Um, I think is important as well. So, um, is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap it up? Hmm.
0: I, I think it's just important for anybody who's listening to know that they are fully loved completely and unconditionally. And I know that's something we hear all the time. We've been hearing it since we were little, that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Um, and just, it's kind of, sometimes I think for some of us it's lost meaning. Um, a really to sit with it and realize that you can take every single flaw or insecurity to him and realize that he always responds with, and I fully love you. And there's nothing you can do or nothing that you can say that will make him love you less. And I think that's all, just to remind people of that today.
1: Yeah, that's really good. And I think that that is a great... um exercise to actually do like in prayer, like sit with him and bring everything to him that you're uncomfortable with about yourself or that you're, um, yeah, the things that you just don't want to bring to him because he wants to love you right there, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. actually, (laughs) (laughs) especially in those places that you're afraid to let him see. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, I appreciate you so much taking time from your break um to be with me and to share with all of us a bit of your story. I know we could like keep we're just getting warmed up here. We could keep <laughs> talking forever. Yeah. Um, but I just um I hope that everyone is having um a very blessed time holiday season as we're recording this and um Until the next episode, God bless. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. We can be reached by email at BeFilledPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. There you can find additional encouragement in between episodes. Also, be sure to check out our show description for links to resources we discuss in the show, as well as questions for deeper reflection. Until the next episode, God bless.